Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Coming at you live for another postcast edition of the Cougar Beat Podcast. BYU 89, LMU 61. Just a casual 28-point victory for the Cougars tonight. Snapping a three-game losing skid. Snapping the Lions' four-game winning streak that included a win at Gonzaga a couple weeks ago, you might remember. Uh, I'm Sean Walker, joined once again by ESPN 960's Ronald Weaver III. Trey, say hello to the people. What's up, folks? Uh, back for another quick postcast here. We're going to be really quick on this one because BYU made really quick work of LMU tonight. Uh, coming off of a just a stunning loss a couple of weeks ago in Los Angeles, I didn't really know what to think in this one. BYU was in a bad way. LMU was in a very good way. Looked like a very good team. Standalone third place in the West Coast Conference. Now I don't know what to think about the league after St. Mary's and after Gonzaga. I really don't know what to think because BYU took care of business tonight, Ron. I agree. We saw this, and and I just want to credit the BYU team of how they played. They played phenomenal defensively tonight. I've never seen a team bounce back with so much urgency and be locked in early from start to finish. And on the defensive end, mostly, yeah. Exactly. Their shots, you could say everything tonight, was predicatedly offensively of how they played their defense. Normally, you see teams set up things offensively, get them a run, but no, BYU's main focus was to stop two guys tonight, and they managed that. Um, They really held them, and they... Also, did not turn the ball over as well. Season low of turnovers tonight, and that all contributed to the big-time win as well as a fast start. Seven turnovers for the Cougars compared to uh, 12 giveaways for the Lions. BYU scored 16 points off of those 12 giveaways. That'll help some, but most importantly, I think uh, BYU was efficient. They shot 57% from the field in the first half, as high as 65% early in this one as it kind of got away from LMU quickly. 53% on the game and 9 of 13 from the free throw line, which that's been a little bit of a bugaboo for the Cougars for the past couple of games. Uh, Didn't get a ton of chances, converted most of them, still room to improve there, obviously, but a lot better than they have been, I think. Uh, And then 18 assists on 35 made field goals, 10 of 20 from the three-point line, um, led by the 14th double-double of his career by uh, Fusini Traore. That's 11 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists for the big man. 13 points apiece for Rudy Williams and Spencer Johnson. And then Jackson Robinson. Let's start right here with Jax. Coming off of the bench for the first time. For, for the first time, yeah. For uh, I mean, he technically missed last game, so I guess it's back-to-back games he back hasn't back started. Games but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, coming off of the bench for the first time and really lighting up 5-9 for the field, 3-4 of four from three-point range for 13, 13 points, 3 rebounds, 4 jacks. Um, I really love the post-game interaction uh, or the, the, the interaction that Coach Mark Pope shared with us in the postgame with Jax when he told him a couple days ago that he wasn't going to start. You remember that story a little I bit? I do wrong? remember that story. The story goes a little bit like this, folks. He was, hey, Jax, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe tweaking A, B, and C, I think were the words he specifically used, you know, in the starting lineup. And, you know, to what Mark Pope said to credit, Jackson got angry and he's like, I don't care if I start. I just want to play and help my team win. 
That's how it went. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what you like to hear. Like it kind of reminds me a little bit of Rudy Williams a couple weeks ago when he got pulled out of the starting lineup. Obviously, Dallin Hall's been very good running the point in his place, and Rudy has had some absolute career nights coming off of the bench. He responded very well. Jax does the same thing. Responds very well to getting benched. Uh, and a night when his replacement Noah Waterman was, I mean, he was okay. Played really nice defensively, but just two of seven from the field, four or five points. You know, he's probably going to be a little bit disappointed with his overall performance offensively still plus 16 on the field like I said I thought defensively Noah was very good he's not gonna get nearly enough credit for that um let's just shout him out really quickly because guys gotta understand this is college basketball this is not the NBA you're not gonna have a guy you still gotta play defense you still gotta yeah well just not (laughs) yes not just that you're gonna you're not gonna have guys you know who are gonna be tasked like as a big man really in basketball a lot to be able to go lock the star player down the whole time and then go get your 20 like you're not gonna have that so for what Noah Waterman did, I just what you said, Sean. His role tonight was to frustrate and make it tough for one man, and he did that. So he did his job tonight. Uh, back to Jackson Robinson, though. I mean, three or four from three point range tonight. This is a a thirty. He's a thirty ish percent, or he opened the season about thirty something percent from mm-hmm. three point range. Not very. I nope. mean, not bad, bad, but not very good. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say not very good. Uh, but the last four games in particular, a lot of them coming in losses, but not all of them, two wins in that span. He is uh, He's shooting above 40% from three-point range in all four of those games. He's uh, 17 of 30, 33, I think it was. I did the math earlier. Now I can't remember off the top of my head, but somewhere right around there. So he's shooting right around 50% from three-point range. His shot's falling. It's getting a lot better. He's way more confident in that shot. And again, it doesn't matter if he's starting or he's coming off of the bench. Like He's finding a way to make a positive impact on this team. And I think that's important for a guy who... He's played at two different spots in college basketball. We sometimes forget he's technically only a sophomore. Like, he's young, and he's a young sophomore. Like, this is a guy that's probably going to be contributing for BYU in their first two years in the Big 12. To see that confidence come up, even if it's a little bit late in the season, I think is very good for the Cougars. Not just this year, but in particular moving forward. I agree. I think if you look at what Jackson has done just overall from the start to the finish now, you just notice... Um, how much his maturity has grown. I love the comments from Mark Pope because that's exactly what you want to hear from a guy because there's a big, big-time decisions coming up next near the Big 12 of who starts and who takes on what role. And I believe that Jackson Robinson, along with Dallin Hall, along with Fusin and Trevor and a bunch of others, mainly those two I first mentioned, are going to be your primary ball handlers and scoring once you see that in next year. I've said it before. I think I've said it on your show a couple of times. I I know I've said it publicly before. Jackson Robinson is a stereotypical Big 12 two-guard in that league. He is the guy that BYU needs as a two-guard, giving you instant offense, spot-up shooter, three-point guy, uh, if you want to be even decent in the Big 12. Like, not not good, not great, but just decent. You need to have a guy like Jackson Robinson. You need to have him um, at the two and able to stretch the court the way that he has the last couple of years, and I think he's finding that spot. And guard so. two through five, and he's somebody that can do that. He may be... Yeah, his length. He, yep. His length allows him to guard two through five, and then the Big 12, I'll just say this. You see guys... You see size in the Big 12, but you see a lot of two-style guards, like you said, you know, in the Big 12 that can stretch the floor and do that, so that's big for them. Yeah. Uh, BYU never trailed in this one. Uh, Cam Shelton didn't take a shot until about the, 
until there were about, I think, like six or seven minutes to go in the first half. Not even a shot. He finishes six of 13 with one three-pointer for 15 points on the night. Jalen Anderson actually had himself a nice night for LMU. Uh, 19 points on seven to 12 shooting. He did not miss from three-point range. Yeah, five of seven from three-point range, (laughs) seven of 12 overall for Jalen Anderson. Uh, Offense was few and far between beyond him, though, for the Lions. Again, this is a good team. This is a team that went into the kennel a couple weeks ago and beat Gonzaga. Like, this is a very good team. They were the number three team in the West Coast Conference. Um, Now the rest of those spots, like three through seven, kind of looks to be a little bit topsy-turvy. The final few weeks of conference play are going to be really fun. Um, BYU still has to go through road trips to Gonzaga and to St. Mary's, so they're very much not out of the woods just yet. But I like the bounce back, and I like the confidence they were able to get from a home win over LMU that I think in so many ways they desperately, desperately needed. I agree. I You don't want to have what they had, um, you know, last year when they lost four in a row. They lost to Gonzaga. They lost to San Francisco. And I remember specifically I said if they lose the Gonzaga game, they're going to lose four in a row because there was no way they were beating San Francisco last year with how good that team was and they yeah. were playing. And that happened, unfortunately, and we see now – that they have been able to bounce back. And I always say you don't want to lay an egg. And what I mean by that is when you have a tough heartbreak loss or a bad blow loss, you want to bounce back quickly with the win because if you don't, it could, you know, spiral into something else. And we saw that last year. We saw that on road trips and at home where the season got out of hand at times a little bit because, you know, just maybe a frustration and things. But this year they've been able to be mature even with this young team, bounce back after St. Mary's, bounce back after Gonzaga. They could have hung their head on it, but they didn't. They came out swinging. They've got wins in both of those big games that they lost. Now you have Pacific on Friday who is above you in the conference. So if you beat them, you'll move up to four looking at the standings right now. So tough Pacific team. They're not going to go away easy at the Marriott on Saturday. So if I would be what you one game at a time you beat you beat them then you take care of business and go back on the road uh all three of the players that we talked to after the game or all, all three of the well yeah three players because i guess trevin Nell was technically in there they uh trevin um jackson robinson spencer johnson they all said gbed it's all about just getting better every day they're trying to get a little bit better game by game week by week this is an ncaa tournament team i don't even know if this is an nit team uh, but I think it really is all about that mindset, just trying to get better. They've got to get better for next year, or it's going to be a really, really long year in their first season in the Big 12. Um, so, again, it's all about bounce backs and kind of those mini victories that you can find. No moral victories, but mini victories. I, th- I think it's fine to focus on the mini victories. And this was a very nice mini victory and literal win for the Kooks. So uh, we'll get you out of here on that, actually, talking to Jackson Robinson, Spencer Johnson, and Mark Pope in the post game. Thank you once again to Ronald Weaver III, ESPN 960, the real radio man, keeping me honest on this podcast. Um, I'm Sean Walker, KSL.com, out. We'll see you guys Saturday. I mean, tonight we did a great job. Um, I mean, props to Spence here. He did a great job of just uh, being aggressive on offense and you know how he is on defense. Um, also, props to Coach, how he coached tonight. Um, and what then, was that said again? Props to you. Yeah, there we you go. did a great right. job. Did you guys all got that right? <laughs> um, and, I mean, all the guys did an amazing job tonight. And I mean, we came out and executed and got the W, so that's all that matters. <clears throat> hey, well, we have questions? Jackson, uh, I think there's a stat that in the last five games, you're 13 of 26 from the three-point line. What do you think has maybe changed for you? Or how do you how has your approach been in the last five games that you were shooting that much? Uh, you know, I'm the Senate. Um, I mean, I just shoot the ball, and I feel like I'm confident in my shot. So, uh, 
just staying confident that's the key and I mean it's going in so that's all that matters. Did you ever maybe um, like struggle a little bit with your confidence in the beginning of the season and you kind of try to find your rhythm? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Uh, like I said just staying confident. Uh, reps in the gym, hours in the gym with I mean these guys and just uh, staying in there. Um, I mean it's paying off so it's good to see. Coach, season low, seven turnovers, mm-hmm. first time single digit turnovers on the year. Yeah. Why do you think your offense is so efficient tonight? Um, I thought, you know, for a lot of reasons. I, I, I'm, I'm super excited about the contrast between uh, the game we played at LMU a month ago and, and the game today because we talk about we're so hungry to get better and we believe we're getting better. And, and um, you know, sometimes immediate results can be tricky. Uh, you know, we lost a game last week that could trick us into feel like we're not getting better. But, um, these guys' execution uh, was was so much better um, in understanding what we're trying to do and then being able to execute it. It is like a world of difference when we compare the, the offensive film at their place to the offensive film here. And, you know, uh, there's some things that contribute to this, this seven turnovers. One, Asanza wasn't in the game, and he's a, he's a big impact player for them. Um, two, they're not a turnover-forcing <laughs> team. They're in the bottom third in the country in terms of forced turnovers that they cause. With that said, um, we played teams like that, and we've um, we've forced our own turnovers. And so, super proud of the guys' focus, um, and um, and their execution is getting better. It's getting better. We're just getting better, and so we're we're excited to keep pushing. And you know, we got we got a little bit of time left, and hopefully, we can continue getting better. But that was, it was really important tonight to to be under ten. So it was great. Um, I thought Noah's, you know, Noah's is, is Noah has been learning urgency and what that means. We, you know, we talk about this together all the time about like we say words, but they don't really mean it. They have a definition meaning, but you, you don't understand what they mean until you're actually out there on the floor and then you review it and work on it. And his, his, um, his feel for what urgency means, especially on the defensive end and the communication end, is just getting better and better. And so I was really proud of him tonight because um, I thought he came in with terrific focus and I thought he played really hard. Spence, uh, offensively, you guys were talking about the efficiency and, and low turnovers. What did that feel like <coughs> as a group to, to make that happen tonight where everybody seemed to be contributing? Um, all nine guys that got in and played multiple, you know, 10 minutes or more were just everybody was efficient. I felt great. felt super great. Um, I think the feel of the game, it all started when um, Noah dived on the floor and he, he got those, you know, a couple of loose balls and that got us feeling really good. And we're like, hey, you know, we're, we're here to win. So um, just got us in a really good rhythm. So super proud of him and super proud of all the guys. You know, seven turnovers as a team is, is incredible. So we're taking care of the ball. Um, just Just really proud of him. You know, Spence had a great back-to-back possessions where at the end of the first half he dribbled and kind of kept his dribble alive all the way baseline and jumped up, uh, jumped up in the air and turned it over, right? Uncivilized. And then, and then the very next position came down and made a really, really great, terrific, simple kind of play where he penetrated baseline the same way, came to two feet, and we ended up with a great shot out of it, and that's like the evolution of our team. And it's, it's, and it's exciting. Jackson, what was uh, maybe emotions or approach to this game after a game away and then taking on a new role coming off the bench tonight? 
Um, you know, my team needed me in whatever way that I could come out and produce. So, I mean, I just came out with a positive mindset, um, ready to play, ready to help my guys have their back. Um, I mean, it showed tonight. So, Can I tell about our conversation uh, yesterday after practice? Yeah. Okay. So, yesterday after practice, this is the, f this is the first game you haven't started, right? Mm -hmm. So, yesterday after practice, I sat out with Jax, and I was like, <coughs> hey, Listen, I think I'm going to tweak this lineup. We're going to do A, B, and C, trying to gently um, talk to him about the possibility of coming off the bench because that, that matters. And it was actually – it's one of my happiest moments coaching this year because Jax doesn't really get animated. And he was – he was – I got to choose my words carefully. He got super angry at me. And he, like you could hear in his voice, he's like, I don't care about starting. I just want to play and I want to go win. It was, it was the, the perfect response to a conversation like that that usually goes so different. And it's a, it's a real, I mean, the, the fact that that's how he felt and that's the emotion he expressed and then he came and played this way today. It just is, you know, we, we, one of the things we're blessed with, man, we're super young, but we got real, we got tremendous character on this team and it's pretty great. Super proud of him. Me? Yeah. Uh, were you asking about uh, Le Pepe or were you asking about? Uh, yeah, Le Pepe. How yeah. Um, uh, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, Noah had a really tough assignment on him. And um, Noah's length is real. Like, he's got some real length to him. I thought the guys communicated really, really well. Um, you know, uh, so I, I, it was a team effort. Everything we do is a team effort because we switch so much now that it's, it's, you know, you don't really have a dedicated matchup for the whole course of the game. But I felt like Noah got us off to a good start and the rest of the guys really battled also. Jackson, when um, do you think in your basketball journey thus far you sort of figured out that starting is not really what's important to you? It's more about being a team player and, and doing whatever it takes to win. Uh, I mean – I feel like it wasn't a certain time. I feel like it's just always been my mindset. Um, I mean, as long as I'm out there on the floor eventually and playing basketball, that's all that matters to me. I mean, I love the game of basketball, so whenever I'm out there, I just want to do what I can. We were four and a half minutes in the second half, and I just turned to look down the bench, and Jax was just giving me the big eyes, like, Coach, you want to put, put me in the game? It's actually super effective. I spent a lot of my life doing the same thing. Uh, three more questions. We have a similar question after the Gonzaga loss, but the way that the St. Mary's game unfolded, yeah. how were you guys able to put that in the rearview mirror and then maybe put your best foot forward in, the, in a big win tonight? Yeah. Well, one thing we always talk about um, that Coach Pope does a really good job of is like, hey, <clears throat> if we had ended up beating Gonzaga or we had ended up beating St. Mary's, we were going to come back the next day and do the exact same thing that we did when we lost, which is just come back and work, you know? And... Um, so big credit to all of us, you know, all of our, our, our guys, our staff, everyone that we have around us is like, we came back and we worked and we got better and we stayed positive and we figured it out. So um, that's all you can do. Just come back and, and, and keep going. Spence, One more question. Spence, we've seen this team get a really good first half before and then not so great opening the second half yeah. down the stretch or that kind of thing. What was different tonight where you guys kind of had your foot on the, on the gas pedal at halftime um, <clears throat> well, I mean, this, I think the story of our, our season has been like, hey, we're getting better since the beginning of the year to now. Like, every game we're, we're trying to get a little bit better. And this was a step that we needed to take where we had a lead 
and then we needed to um, figure out how to like increase it and finish the game and and we did a really good job and it took a really positive step forward that way as a team last question Spencer with the way that um, the last three games kind of all happened in yeah. different ways um, and coach has been talking about like sort of learning the price of winning right um, coming into this game against LMU, LMU that have won four straight what is this type of performance or what can this type of performance kind of do for the team moving forward Oh, it's huge. You know, LMU, they're a really good team. They're really good in our league. Um, I think nationally they're, they're ranked pretty well. So it was a great win for us. Um, and winning just makes you feel good. You know, it kind of rights the ship. And um, <clears throat> But, again, I, I think it just, you know, highlights the point that we can play with anybody, you know, in this league. And we've shown that. Let's and get it. So to get this win was just uh -huh. really reassuring uh -huh. of Let's that. Let's get it. Let's get it. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Thanks for waiting for us.